0: Uh, It's been one heck of a week, man. Uh, Business here, business there, nothing lightening up at any time soon, just it's been a crazy time, but guess what? I'm back. And you know something? We're going to test something out a little different for this because this is episode 29. See, last time I was portable sitting into another area. This time, however, I'm on the road. So welcome to the J-Man Show here on G360 Radio. everybody you know just it's gonna be back for another episode of the J-Man show I'm sorry that it was late but things happen and that's life but this time we're gonna go ahead and test out a new feature of the portable version of the show I'm just riding around here in my car and I've got a lot to cover today so it's been a lot of interesting bullshit on the political front number 45 and in incompetence Inc is really digging a hole for themselves so is this the whole idea of make America great again because if anything I think it's more of, hey, let's waste the American taxpayers and um, anybody else that's credible around here's time. Nothing but ignorance, bigotry, and lots and lots of lies coming out of the woodwork today, but you know, as much as I'd like to go ahead and tear Incompetence confidence, Inc. a new one, I'm not doing that today. Yeah, shocker, shocker, as a matter of fact is the other part of society I'm looking into for this episode. It's called Fandom. You ever have a moment where you are a content creator and you're so busy trying to make things come together, you're trying to solve all sorts of problems, you're trying to keep a brand going and establishing things, but then, you know, as you get popular, you start to find out that not only do you have fans that like you, but you have a special kind that wanna dictate to whatever you're doing, and you also have a unique group that hates you. Of course, with your haters, they've already submitted the fact that they don't really like you much. But the thing is, is that when you have, like, certain people come up out of the woodwork and they start dictating that this is better than that, or Oh, well, you know, that's not the way it works out. Um, yeah, that character sucks. Um, this character's better. Um, no, you shouldn't talk about this show like that. You, you should talk about the funny part of the show. The show where, where it's just nothing but, you know, pure pure comedy. And, and, and you should not even go into the political standings. You know, to that little nonsense, I say, um... Who the hell are you? If you're real true fans, I should say, you wouldn't care about it. You would just go ahead and enjoy the ride. You experience it. You know, not to say that your fans don't have input in there, but you also have fan dumb. Now, fan dumb exists in a point where these people have an opinion on certain scenarios, but they think that their opinion is crucial and essential to facts. It's kind of like where, say like, if you're enjoying a Superman comic, Batman fans will come up and say that how lame of a character Superman is and that how Superman sucks, even though if it were not for Superman, there really wouldn't be no superheroes at all. You know, even though that, that is a proven fact, mind you. But you see people choose to ignore it or the fact that the first... Batman and Superman team up happened during Superman's radio show back in the 40s. It's like different scenarios led to different things. Despite it all like how it is now, if you're not breastfed by Frank Miller, that Batman and Superman are actually pretty good partners when they team up. They're like the Bash Brothers almost. Clark and Bruce have a respect for each other. You see the thing is, a lot of fans try not to admit that for some reason. But I did already say something about Frank Miller breastfeeding them ever since, you know, The Dark Knight Strikes Again, which are great graphic novels. I like both of them, you know what I mean? I didn't have a problem with that. 55 year old Batman comes out of retirement. Frank Miller just exists to make Superman look like an idiot, even though Superman is not an idiot. There are points where he was the big blue boy scout, but here's the thing. There's a little bit more to him than that. You Understand what I'm saying? There's a lot more to that character just like there's a lot more to Batman's character than the dark brooding detective. There's more to these characters than that. But you see, fandom chooses not to see that and chooses to stay into the most romantic part when the guys are out there doing their jobs. Or like, say like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a lot of people like the darker incarnation. They want to deal with the Prime Turtles, even though the Prime Turtles, they're fine in their original source material. You can get away with a lot in the comics them, than you could with putting them in the animated series and as you saw them in animated form you know they were violent and stuff but they can't just put everything such as the graphic violence and the stabbing and the killing and everything else they can't put that in an actual animated series unless it's going to be the kind of animated series that's for the for the darker incarnate and all that kind of stuff because you see they're so ingrained with children nowadays like the lighter and softer approach it worked for them at the time like, the 80s show, you gotta understand, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is based on a level system when it comes to that. Back in the 80s, they could get away with it because they made the foot soldiers the robots, and they incorporated a lot of the aliens, and, you know, they used their weaponry more. Whereas, like, in the 2003 show a lot of people hated the 80s show and then they went ahead and said oh yeah well we're gonna try to make it darker and truer to the source material but what we're also gonna do is we're going to uh, incorporate a lot of the more ninjutsu mystery and everything else involved in it we'll even include the tales of the TMNT which was cool but you see the thing about it is when you're somebody that was exposed to the 80s version and then you take a look at the 2003 version and you're not able to have that synthesis between both of them, you know, you're gonna be on the odd man out, but then you'll go into fandom, where the fan base is at against each other, when the fan base should be united, because the Turtles are back for a whole different audience. Like, they keep coming back. Like, some people don't like the lighter, softer approach, Some people don't like the darker and edgier approach. And it's always something like that. Whereas with the 2012 series that's currently being produced now, they managed to strike a balance, you know, to work with everything. And to be honest with you, that show is doing very well. I think it's what, in it's fifth or sixth season by now? And the fact is, it's just, getting better every time, every time I see it. So, as far as I'm concerned, it's great, but you see, fandom also seeps into the movie versions too. Like, a lot of people hated the way the Turtles look, and rather than just enjoying the fact that the Turtles now have a new movie. Personality-wise, they were well intact in those movies that came out. Like, I mean, the first one wasn't that great, but you see the thing about it is the second one was. The second one had the charm of the 80s show, the spirit of the 2003 series, and it also went on its own accord. But a lot of people, they didn't like, or a lot of people chose not to see it because of what happened the first time. Oh, I don't like the designs, they look like little hulks. Oh, I can't stand it, it's, it's not right. And then, of course, they're always arguing and complaining about it. And then the same thing goes for the Spider-Man movies, same thing's going for the DCU, same thing's going for the Fantastic Four included. But you know, everybody's united in that because Considering in comics them there wouldn't be a Marvel Universe as a whole without the Fantastic Four. But in the movie versions, they just keep messing it up because, well, you know, the studios want the money, the comic fans, they just want something faithful. And in the end, nobody's really pleasing anybody because nobody wants to communicate like anything. And the last time they tried it with this, Josh Trank went on his whole prima donna status due to the reshoots and the executive meddling that Fox did. You can only put lipstick on a pig- for so much until it falls apart. And that's the sad thing about, you know, when it comes to certain things like this. I mean, granted, like, if you try to do something different when you know that your comic storyline or your movie storyline could use the tweak, could use the change, and then your fan base will always be upset about it, and then it's to the point where they're just gonna keep being upset, keep being upset, and it's not just the people on the outside in being upset, it's the ones that are sitting there and they just wanna be upset for no damn reason. Like, you know, whenever I take a look at something that deals with either Lucasfilms, Marvel, DC, or or basically any property that is pretty much making the money now. I always see, like, these hardcore fan bases come in there. Now, some of them are actually pretty reasonable. Some of them are actually okay to talk to. There's nothing wrong with it. We all should have something we enjoy and we hold true to ourselves. But see, the problem is, is that they make the whole thing unfun for other people who are just getting into it. Like, you always got that one fan that sits there and he's more of a fan than you are because he was there at the certain convention or he actually met Stan Lee or any of that other stuff and got all these collection pieces that, you know, that you probably weren't even interested in collecting, but you have your own collection and you both collect comics and you know and have enough comic history to help yourselves out. It's like when little things like that it's turned into a competition, that's when it fucking sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, me as a Superman fan is not any less than me being a Batman fan, but there's always them people that sit there dressed up as the character, got the nerve to, to wanna to point all these things out, and they gotta sit there and act like they won the Nobel Peace Prize for being a fan. That's the bullshit. Like I sit right there and I'm like, you know what, I might not be dressing up as the characters like you do, I might not be putting the time in to go ahead and bring up all those needless to know informations, but I do care about the characters enough to sit back and enjoy them and go on adventures that I can't go on on my own. Like when I sit back and I wanna read a Batman comic, I don't wanna read a damn spoiler why you hate this comic. I wanna enjoy the comic. I wanna find out on my own. I wanna go ahead and I wanna understand what exactly is the dynamic duel, if they're teaming up in this episode, are going through. I don't wanna compare like the newest series to the older series. I don't want the older series to be revived. As a matter of fact, the older series had its time. Yeah, you know, this is another damn thing. How come everything has to go through a revival now? You're never gonna please people. If there's one thing as creatives, and I'm talking to you creatives out there, you're gonna have fans that sit there and bitch about things that they want, and they finally get it, and then they're still gonna find a problem with it. Like, take a good look at Spider-Man Homecoming. Everybody for a while, when the Amazing Spider-Man series was started, they kept complaining and complaining that they wanted Spider-Man to deal with the Avenger. And now that this movie is about to come, and they see Iron Man in his suit and helping out Parker, but he's also in a lot of the clips. So that's kind of um, daunting in a way. I will give them that. But the thing about it is, every time they see Tony Stark being around as Peter's mentor, which he was, and the newest run of the comics, and back during the Civil War. Like, like, that's accurate to what happened. But ever since that has happened, they sit there and they complain about it and they call it Iron Man homecoming and all this other stuff. Like, you never know how many times he's in the movie, but the thing is, he's a crucial part of that movie because, you see, Vulture has an ax to grind against Tony Stark. Matter of fact, a lot of villains, and Vision brought this up before, that ever since Tony admitted that he was Iron Man that all of these criminals kept coming out of the woodwork something inspired somebody else on the other side of the train you know and of course after what happened in Avengers you know all those dead carcasses of the Chitauri and everything it was only a matter of time before they were going to be used into something else hell Luke Cage proved that because the weaponry redesign could penetrate him so when you really think about it it's like People will find and do what they need to do to complain about something just because they want their voices heard. And you know, this is where the information age is kind of a problem. It's not to say that certain people shouldn't have a voice and use it, but certain people are not being responsible when they use their voices. Speaking out is okay. These movies haven't came out yet. Why the hell are you gonna go on your bullshit narrative based off of your irrational fears? Like, let the movie sell. I mean, of course you're going to have a problem. You're going to have your Nerd Raging. I remember a long time ago when Nerd Raging was actually original. You know what I mean? Like, it was enjoyable. It was something to appreciate. Like, when you see somebody really flip a bitch at something. But nowadays, a lot of people do it just because that's views. A lot of people aren't really mad about these movies. You know? Okay, let me go ahead and test the water. The X-Men franchise, for instance. Like, I went back and I watched through all of the movies. And you know, deep down the inside, I can understand why some people are irate at it. But you know, to try to balance out and get the two-hour mark together, they had to tell a distillation adaptation somewhere. Because some of them stories, face it, they are long, epic arcs. That cannot be resolved in that time limit. My only gripe is why Magneto had to always be in the movie. You understand what I'm saying? Since Stryker was mostly the main enemy of X2, I kind of wanted Magneto to not be in the movie the whole time. But I also knew why he needed to be there. Because when they were going to go ahead and do the genocide against the mutants, Magneto provided the antithesis to Charles' point of view, which has happened. And, you know, he was trying to wipe out all the humans. So in a way, you saw the errors of exactly what Stryker was trying to do when his idea was used against him. And then, luckily, they got to the professor in time and put a stop to it. Because the genocide of humans, you know, is no better than the genocide of mutants. And then, eventually, you know, (laughs) because it's not an easy thing to sit through all them X-Men movies, you know, I got to Logan, and it was was pretty nice, you know what I mean? It's just a shame that what happened to the X-Men, you know, like, throughout that whole thing. But I can see that they were telling the story during the whole No More Mutants thing going on in Marvel and you know in a way it kind of provided an end and a hope spot for the young for the younger mutants that were that did survive well they're not really mutants they're really just genetic experience but you know what the younger outcasts to come and take ranks when they get older and you know they actually took the comics as a basis in that film and it didn't really need a lot of action because there was a lot of depth to it wolverine is an old man at this time You know, he's not the way he used to be, even though when he took that serum, boy, that was the height there, man. He was practically Wolverine there for a moment. But then he went back to old man Logan, and he still did what he had to do to solve his mission. The only problem I had with that film, though, is when, you know, how Professor X died. And, you know, he's trying to have a heart-to-heart with Logan, but... (sighs) That was, that was very sad. But, you know, at the end of the day, you could see that he really felt for him, because... In a way, Professor X was just, you know, the closest thing to family he had. So that that was, that was beautiful, you know what I mean? Well done. But, you know, the Gambit movie, that's still on hiatus. And, you know, actually the whole X-Men franchise went on hiatus for a while until the superhero boom really kicked together with Marvel and what they were doing. So they're trying again now. They got the whole Dark Phoenix uh, ready to come back into our lives again. Even after the ill-famed... Um, depending on if you watched it, the ill-famed Apocalypse movie, that movie could have been a lot better than what it was. I mean, way to misuse a top-tier X-Men villain. Talking not just as a fan, but talking as a moviegoer, too, because, see, when I go to see these movies, I don't just see them for the heroes, I see them for the villains. I see them for the ones causing the trouble, because not just that they have a lot of fun doing it, but just because they're a threat that needs to be stopped. And when you see, like, the villain needing to be stopped, I want to see what kind of villain is he going to be. Is he going to be the comical sociopath? Is he going to be the guy that's doing wrong but thinks he's doing right? Is he going to be the guy that pretty much is giving the heroes one hell of a thrashing at that final part, and then in the end, the hero finds it in himself to topple him over? That's what I want to see. Like, when this new Thor movie comes out, because I actually like the other two Thor movies, a lot of people tend to hate them through a whole lot of variety of reasons. I could never tell you, but when you think about it, though, you better be happy those movies shot off like they did, because Thor is a central part of the Avengers. That needed to be done well, and I'm glad we got the films that we got, because it could have went a whole different way. It's like any film, to be honest with you, but you see, the thing is, if I had caught the reasons why people didn't like the movies way back when they were being produced... Maybe then I probably would understand them more, but see, since time has gotten to those movies, much like the Star Wars prequels, fandom just went around in there to the point where people just complain because they just wanna complain. And that's where sometimes you sit there, you look at all the bases of this and you're like, I, I can't take this guy seriously now of what he just said. And then what really gets me is when some people haven't even seen these movies, but they still gotta put something in on their blog or they still gotta make a video about them and then they go ahead and they just do it, but they're gonna go ahead and take what they think the movie was about and all that other stuff, rather than tell the review of the movie. You understand what I'm saying? And that's what kills it. Either bad word of mouth because somebody's opinion, or just bad word of mouth because somebody doesn't like these characters and doesn't like these movies. Like, that's why I always ask like, okay, what would you have done differently? Put yourself in that seat. What would you have done differently? If you were the screenwriter of that feature, what would you have done differently? What would you gotten rid of? How would you fix it? Cause you obviously think you can do better and none of these movies are gonna be made or greenlit without your approval. What do you think you could do better? And that's the challenge. And complaining is great, don't get me wrong, but when you actually pick yourself up and you do something about it, that's much better. And when you have certain fans that sit there and utilize their fandom, oh, they changed it, now, yeah, it sucks. Oh, this thing needs to change, it sucks. And then at the end of the day, they'll sit there and they'll find more and more reasons not to give you that approval. That's not a fan. That's somebody that has more than enough issues. That's somebody that never was hugged enough or somebody that just thinks that, oh, because I'm shouting off my mouth, it's all facts. And at the end of the day, you should adhere to these facts because I know what I'm talking about. That doesn't make any sense. That's not how it's done. It's good that you have an opinion, but when you have facts to support your opinion, then it's credible. It's like when somebody tells you something sucks, okay, maybe to them it sucks, but if there is an increase in numbers of why this sucks or if there's a lot of people that say, hey, maybe this is what you could do better, maybe this is how, you know, like, that's critiquing. And critiquing does make you better, makes you step up to a newer play field. I haven't gotten anywhere in my business and how I want to do things without critiquing. I don't know how anybody else can run around here and think that they're not worthy of being critiqued. No project will ever be perfect. I am not going to see what is the perfect superhero film. Not even Logan was perfect to me. You understand what I'm saying? It wasn't. It was well done. I enjoyed it. But it wasn't perfect. Because I'm not looking for a perfect film. I'm not looking for any of these films to be perfect. Like when a lot of people are talking now. Talking shit on Marvel. When Wonder Woman came out. This is the funniest thing about the DCEU in this regard. Because Wonder Woman came out. Array of reviews, now they think they can sit there and talk shit on Marvel. This is the same thing as happened with Suicide Squad. Of course, you know, Batman versus Superman, nobody knew how that turned out until the end result, and when the end result happened, then that's when everybody started talking shit. But by the time of all these films that are coming out for DCU, which could change at any time by the way, just because it's announced doesn't mean that it's mandatory. It's announced. Sit there and want to talk stuff on Marvel. Marvel is way ahead of you in the live action department. You got them beat in animation, that's good. But live action, however, no, no, no. Slow your roll, pace yourself. Wait until Justice League come out. Wait until your team film comes out. Wait until all that stuff comes together. But then again, some of y'all complain about reshoot. Some of y'all complain about the process of making movies for your entertainment, your enjoyment. But you go up in that movie theater, you're not even looking to be entertained. But at the end of the day, you act like it's a chore. If you act like it's a chore, then quit doing it. You understand what I'm saying? How about you quit because the ones that are creating and putting it together they're not they want to do these things and they're gonna do it the best way they know how to now sometimes they may have a forum and they go to conventions to hear what you have to say and see what it's all about but since you're not about the diplomatic process I wouldn't be surprised if one of them did crack you in the jaw because at the end of the day you didn't practice self-control and you came in there like an animal but you got some people that sit there Calling for somebody's death just because of a certain adaptation that didn't go right for them and stuff. You don't know what that person went through to make that film or that comic or any piece of media that's out there. You don't know what that person went through. But you're going to sit there, you're going to go ahead and threaten them and do all those kind of things. See, that's entitlements. Check your entitlement. You're not entitled to anything. Nobody's asking you to buy those comics. Nobody's asking you to buy that merchandise. Nobody's asking you to even buy the ticket to go to the damn movie. Nobody's asking for you, but you think yourself is so self-important, go into your fandom and have your hate. That's why whenever there's a new Batman the Animated Series that shows up, I'm always sitting there, I'm like, you know, I hope it does the best it can. I hope that it finds its core audience. I hope that it lasts for more than one season. And I'm glad that Warner Brothers is trying something new. But when I see the fan base all acting in ire, just like Gotham, you know what I mean? Let him go on a different track. What do I need to know about Bruce Wayne's parents dying in an alley and then eventually he'll go through all these years of training to become the Dark Knight? What, why do I need to know that again? I know that enough. I wouldn't mind of a Nightwing series. I wouldn't mind of a Damian Wayne-based Robin series. I wouldn't mind of, you know, Batgirl having her own series to complement the Supergirl series. I know Birds of Prey was a series at one time. And I think it got cut off in the prime of its life, to be honest with you. But the thing about it is, Superhero Boom wasn't that huge then. It came in at the wrong time, to be honest with you. If it came in at this time, no matter how bad it was, some people would just be happy it had a show and they would try to keep it on. If they go and do different liberties with some of these intellectual properties, and I know some of them can go off into far left field, like the Catwoman movie with Halle Berry, or maybe Hulk, Like some people, like 2003's Hulk, I mean. Like maybe that movie was tough for some people to swallow. I thought it was an okay sci-fi film. It just wasn't the Hulk movie, but at least the Hulk got a movie there until 2008. Because sometimes they're going to put this stuff on ice because they didn't make the ideal money that they made. But the best part is, even when they did that film, they kept nods to the 2003 film. So that was pretty cool. It could be whatever it wants to be. I think a very... And there's also some lesser hits, too. Like, you know, Superman Returns. That could have been something. I mean, there were parts in it I didn't care for, but... You know, it could have been something. I didn't like the way Lois was portrayed in that movie. You know? And Superman having a kid, well, that kind of changed what Connor running around now. So the thing about it is you just have to deal with it. But I don't understand, like, you know, like, why certain people hate these movies. Or certain people just hate these things because it's so easy to do, I guess. It's just like, man, it's still, I don't know why people didn't like that movie. I said that last episode, to be honest with you. You know, that's the thing. They don't care for the Star Wars prequels. They love the original Star Wars trilogies, even though they have their moments where they kinda are, you know, whatever. I'm gonna be crazy enough to say this. And then there's the sequel trilogy where everybody's praising it, I guess because it's new. But you see, the thing about it is, when you looked at Star Wars Episode Seven, you kind of got what you wanted. You had all three movies copied and pasted into a two-hour film. Like, if you want to watch the Star Wars trilogy, Abridged, take a good look at Star Wars Episode Seven. You see, sometimes familiarity can be disastrous to a piece of work. Sometimes an artist wants to go ahead and expand, you know, his liberties and his intellectual properties by doing different things. And we as fans, you know, if we're really fans about this kind of stuff, true fans that is, we should be able to experience it and enjoy it, you know, without being hostile. You know, that's why sometimes I don't even want to go to comic cons because of people. Like say like if one of my intellectual properties in J360 takes off, yeah, I'll be there to promote it and I'll be there to meet the fans. But for those of you that have a serious problem with all those other things, oh, I'll I'll be willing to fight with you. I'll be right out there in the parking lot with you. I don't care. That stuff ain't right. You threatening my life and I'm out here giving you a service, being out here to meet and greet with you? Oh, no, no, no. We ain't gonna go to that point where we don't act like we have home training. If you don't agree with me on something, that's fine. I may not agree with you on something. That's fine too. You think you can do better? Go on ahead and go through the ranks like a lot of those other creatives have. Go on ahead and try to be a filmmaker and a creative. Go on ahead and try to work in the industry and give yourself that fighting chance but I guarantee this as soon as you do there's going to be somebody else just like you on the other side showing off their fandom as well and fandom is not a beautiful look I'm not saying that all fans are bad no not all fans are bad and I'm not just saying comic fans because you got some sports fans that do this stuff too go too damn far when at the end of the day we all should just be out there enjoying the game sure we can get pissed and get annoyed at what the hell the performer is doing at the time and sure we can make our complaints but after a while there comes a point where complaint turns into full-on harassment and I'm not saying that you know call him out on the shit but it's like this like oh I'm not harassing you I'm not harassing you I'm not I'm just saying that yeah you are just saying well at the same time threatening somebody's livelihood because you can't handle changes. You're entirely against it, but you always wanna say that it's something that we need, and then as soon as you get it, you just can't contain yourself. You mean to tell me that's just because you um, weren't harassing somebody at that point? If you made your point, you made your point. You don't have to go too much further, but you did go further. You have to do it every day, and then at the end of the damn day, you'll have to understand this. There is a way that you can converse and disagree and debate with somebody, but then there comes the point where You'll realize they're making money no matter what they do, and you, you just sitting there with your short fuse or possibly something very micro in your anatomy, and you don't need that in your life. Some of y'all are too cool for that sort of thing. Like, you know, I sit there, I see some of y'all complain, some of y'all do some of your podcasts, you're very passionate about things. I'm with you, don't get me wrong, but for those that sit there and they have to... (laughs) <laughs> Try to go ahead and wage war against these people, boy. I'm like, am like, hey, you're so talented, why are you wasting all your energy in that? Why don't you go ahead and create a great story, write a script based off of one of those characters, and you never know, sell that script, pitch it, and somebody will buy it. And then all of a sudden, you're skyrocketed to wherever sort of fame you want to be in. I mean, they are looking for writers all the time. Like, you think about it, all those Star Wars books that are being written all of those comic books being written, you guys could do all of those things. If you know that you're better, if you think you're better, if you think you could tell a better story, why not be a part of the industry? Think about it. There are ways to cure fandom. I mean, you might not like this certain episode. Like, there are episodes of a lot of shows that I look at that I don't like. When certain characters are out out of character, I should say. But deep down the inside, though, you know, go on the forums and explicitly throw all that shit off. You should just go ahead and write it all out into something. You might be a genius and don't even know it. But, you know, much like anything else, it takes work and a lot of people don't want to work. Which is odd considering all the energy put into when you're unleashing your rage. <laughs> just a little thought. But, you know, I, I know some of y'all out there are very talented. Like, some of y'all in the J360 Legion have shown fandom in such a way when it comes to, like, Injustice. You know, well, with the Batman vs Superman. But that's just what we as fans do. We do do that comparison stuff, you know? You ever follow a character to a point where it felt like you were the only fan at one time? Like, nobody else really cared about this character, but you enjoyed it and you loved the story being told and then all of a sudden the animated series or the movie comes out, and then everybody is a fan of this character, and then you're like, what are y'all doing here? Like, this was something I enjoyed. That's where that came from. One time, I was the only kid on my block that actually enjoyed the Spider-Man comic. Like, everybody else had Avengers, everybody else had Captain America. There were even a few Iron Man fans, but you know, his fan base skyrocketed when that movie came out. So you can thank the movie for that. Cause while there, you know, he had his fans, but they were not as big until 2008 came. Moving forward, what I'm saying is, is that I, I know what it's like, just like all the Doctor Strange fans. There's a lot of Doctor Strange fans now. That's just what happens. When there's a movie based on an intellectual property, you better guarantee that if you were one out of 10, you are going to be one out of a thousand or one out of a million now because that movie came out and the movie will go and do different liberties with the source material, because that's what a movie does. We discussed this last time, but you're going to have to understand that there's going to be a lot of people that love these characters now because the movies, that's just something you're just going to have to deal with. And some people don't want to deal with it. They got to go ahead. They got to sit here and talk about, well, I've been here since day one. And it's like, where's all this static coming from? So you were, and you still are. Get the fuck over it. Nobody's saying that you're not less of a fan. Now, I got to understand that there are some people who just got into it, who do all the cosplay and stuff, saying, like, yeah, I love this. I, I love this character. Everything about this character is, and it represents me. And then the other person, or you, you probably sit there and be like, you haven't been about that since the damn movie. Who are you kidding? And then at the end of the day, here comes fandom again. Because it's how much of a fan is somebody compared to another person who was a fan of this character just recently. It happens. Like Suicide Squad, when that movie came out, my mom, yeah, my mom actually got on the phone and talked to me about Joker and Harley's relationship. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I'm surprised you even know who Harley is. But then I take a look over at Suicide Squad and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It happens, folks. You know, it's just one of them things that, you know, you just look at it, you're like, well. That's something to be enjoyed. I mean, it it is what it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? When Guardians of the Galaxy came out, everybody became a Guardians fan. The thing is, though, if you look back at the comics, see, what's funny about it is, the movie lineup is (laughs) worlds different than the comic lineup. The classic lineup, I should say. Like, see, if people were actually look at it and say, well, gee, where where did this all begin? And they went back to the classic comics lineup, they'd be like, what the hell is this? This isn't what I went to go pay the $15 or so to see. And it's funny every time. Don't get me wrong, it is. stuff, And, you know, that's that's source for another episode, to be honest with you. But what I want you all to know is is this. I'm not saying that fandom, that you're dumb. But I'm saying when you go too far with your fandom to the point where you have no self-control, you're irrational, you're being mad at a whole bunch of people just for liking the same thing you like. If you are a super fan, it wouldn't bother you as much. If you're sitting there seeing somebody saying something wrong about your favorite character, though, you know, that's the perfect time to engage them in a conversation. There's plenty of beautiful women out there who do this a lot. But, you know, sometimes it's not a way to catcall them, but it's a way to make a friend, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they're all about this, you know, tell them about your two cents. But do it in a rational way. Same thing goes for some of you girls out there who have a hard time meeting a guy that's into the same thing that you are. You know, I'm not saying that you should automatically get married and crap at that point. What I'm saying is, is this, you know, if it's something they said wrong, you know, it'd be like, well, if you don't mind me uh, asking, and then you go ahead and you talk. You know, just discuss things. We, are, we should be at that point with this information age where we're all allowed to discuss information, enlighten one another, and then carry out the plans. But you see, all anybody else wants to do is flag, troll, belittle, get smart with one another, dox each other, and the list just goes on and on. You know, all sorts of malicious intent. Because nobody wants to look wrong, somebody wants to look right, somebody wants to be that one true fan, the other person, you know, doesn't want to appear like they took a loss... And that's just how shitty human nature is, but when you get to that point where you can achieve and you can't really lose your mind at that sort of thing, you know, just understand that some people are movie fans and some people are comic fans and some people are just fans in general, we can move on from that. So, you know, don't give too much into the hype of fandom and trying to prove each other wrong. Just be open and communicate with each other. Share these ideas. And if you think you can do better than the person that's actually creating and working on this stuff, well, start creating your own things. That's it for the J-Man show for this week. I'll be back with another episode soon enough. And, you know, I'm, I'm saying that because every time I mention Thursday, it always goes to Friday. So, you know, you will get an episode next week. Don't worry. So outside of all that though, J360 Legion, this is Jay signing off. About to go ahead and get to the crib. Laters.